Hello again, and welcome to A Planet Beyond Shortcast, hosted by me, John Baston-Pitt. Today I'm talking with Myrna Starring. Myrna is innovation lead at Fugro, leading a team of innovation engineers working on active and passive seismic technologies for near-surface characterization. Her work contributes to the development of tools for infrastructure and renewables developments. Welcome to the show, Myrna. Thank you very much, John. You're doing some fascinating work with the innovations team, but today we're going to talk about something else. What is that? So today I would like to talk about diversity, equity and inclusion. And before you get bored and stop listening, um, I would like to approach it more from a personal angle. So I think we, yeah, we all know all the stories about why it's very important. I think most people are aware of that. But it's not trivial to put it into practice. And I don't want to say that I know exactly how to do that. I'm still on a learning journey. Uh, but I thought it might be very nice to actually share that journey with you. Well, I'm not sure I've been through exactly the same journey as you, Myrna, but, but tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, I think my story starts when I was still in university. I was doing a PhD in geophysics, and I was there mainly with a group of, of men. Uh, great men, I, I had a great time, but there were very few women. And the few women that we actually had, uh, yeah, some of them started dropping out after one or two years in, into the PhD. And that was, of course, very much a shame because, yeah, you notice the atmosphere changing a bit. Um, and yeah, I started wondering why is this really happening? I'm a woman myself. Um, I'm fine, although I do notice that perhaps the culture is not exactly as I would ideally like it to be. Mm, so... So why is that happening? Why are so many women leaving their postgrad studies? But uh, yeah, what's what's motivating these women to drop out? Because they're they're extremely smart. They know about their topic. So what's going on here? Yeah, and then I started together with a group of other women. Um, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a community, as as yeah, I would like to call it. Um, it was sort of linked to the European Association of Geoscientists and, uh, and Engineers. And we called it Women in Geoscience and Engineering uh, Netherlands. And we organized a series of events where people came. We had some people speaking. Uh, we had some workshops. And mostly we just really had people together uh, talking about the topic and interacting. And... For me, that really started giving me the image of, of, of what's going on there. And that's, it's, it's really not an easy question. So, yeah, you have, you have women, they're dropping out. Uh, what's going on? Everybody has a different motivation, has a different way of looking at the world. And it's, it's not something that you can easily solve or fix with a, a one-size-fits-all solution. If there's not a one-size-fits-all solution, how do we make change? Can we come up with a strategy, implement it, and, and then, then we'll get the diversity and the inclusion outcome that, that we want? I started realising that it's not so much about 
being female uh, or being male, but that the thing is much bigger. So diversity, equity and inclusion is about people just being different. So if you look at, at you and me, uh, there's a difference of, of, of yeah, you being a man, I'm being a woman, but there's a lot. I'm pleased at that point you didn't mention the age gap, but there we are, carry on. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, yeah, so there's, <laughs> oh, that's a very good one as well indeed. Uh, there's the age, but also things you might not not realize at a at a first look. Um, that that's I don't know political preference, style of working, um, style of dressing. So tell us, because you said at the outset, you said, you know, before everybody gets bored, because they they might think that they've heard it all before. Tell us some things that that you've discovered that maybe will switch on the light for some of us, that will give us another way to look at this problem. So I spent some time last year on a project in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. And yeah, I think the first week was sort of a big shock for me as a, as a blonde Dutch woman going to a country that's very culturally different. And I think it was at least as big of a shock for the local crew there to suddenly have a woman on the field uh, explaining them, uh, yeah, what to do because it was for an innovation pro- project, and they, yeah, they had to to learn uh, how to how to do certain things. So that wasn't easy at the beginning, but but slowly that that evolved, and in the end, I, I actually left, and I'm still uh, good friends with uh, with with most of these people. And um, yeah, one thing that that happened while I was there. So maybe for context, we needed to put down a lot of different sensors to to measure the uh, the seismic wave field that is there on the on the site, and you create a map upfront of how to actually place those sensors, and yeah, you give that to the field crew, and they just run around with the GPS and the tablets, and when they hit the right spot, it tells you, hey, you know, you're at the target, put your sensor down, and uh, and that's what they were doing. Great. But then some days into that campaign, uh, we started finding sensors that were completely broken. And uh, yeah, we were in the middle of roads. There had been some concrete trucks and excavators driving over them. So we were like, wait, what, what's really going on here? That, that seems a bit odd. So then I walked with one of the teams and uh, and they showed me how they were doing the work and they were doing an amazing job. Um, but then we hit a road again and they stopped there, found the target, placed the sensor really right in the middle of the roads. And I said, hey, <laughs> wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? And, uh, and they were very proud. It's like, yeah, it, it says it here on the map. Huh? We need to put it here. Um, so I said, yeah, but you know, there's the road here and, and, and don't you think perhaps, yeah, what, what will happen if one of the trucks will hit it, uh, it, it might break and, uh, yeah, isn't it an idea to put it maybe a couple, a uh, couple centimeters further than it's actually on the side of the road. And, uh, they responded a little bit insulted and I was surprised, but also curious like what what is behind that that reaction um and they said hey you know 
we're men, we, we do what we're told. Uh, it says we had to put the sensor here, we're gonna put the sensor here. So yeah, I, I of course I couldn't disagree with that. But then I asked them, hey, but what about thinking, thinking a bit creatively, right? I mean, doing what you're told and doing your job well can also involve being, being creative. And then I again saw a bit of resistance in, in their faces. And uh, yeah, so why that? Yeah, yeah, uh, creativity, that, that's really something for women. That's not for men. That's, that's you know, women making very nice and colorful clothing and painting and, and, and things like that. And uh, oh, okay. And, and what about doing that creativity in, in, a, in a mindset kind of way, uh, instead of using pieces of clothing or, or paint? Can't you do that with, with concepts in your mind? Um, so they, they were a bit puzzled, and, uh, but, but thinking about it. So I left them. <laughs> and then the next day, I, I came back to the field and I found a line of these sensors. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody has ever seen a, a seismic campaign, but typically these, these sensors are supposed to be in one straight line. And there wasn't a straight line. The line was going a bit zigzag. What's going on here? Um, and, and the guys were smiling at me and they were so happy and excited. And uh, uh, yeah, we, we were creative. We were creative. Uh, because the GPS had a, an inaccuracy of 20 centimeters. So they decided to put the nodes, the, the sensors, to, to both sides. It does make a very big difference how you approach these things, particularly nowadays when everybody quickly jumps on one cart or another, don't they? And it's not helpful. Yeah, and then you have to be careful not to get polarization as well. If you get emotions involved uh, of people, so yeah, that's uh, it's it's a tough question. I think it was was Socrates that said, "Awareness of ignorance is the beginning of wisdom." So, I think just realizing that we we only really know about our own world, our own way of viewing the world, and and that we cannot necessarily know what other people are seeing or thinking or feeling. Very good. So going back to that group of women who, who went through the, your course at the outset, were the ones that have gone on into the engineering space or, or other careers, did you see that trait in them? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think this the key to that is really the awareness. And I think that most people have that a bit. Uh, we all have unconscious bias. Uh, I think saying that you don't have it is 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 always a yeah just fooling yourself a little bit in ways because it's it's natural to have it it's it's not a bad thing in itself um, but being aware and and building knowledge um, on that awareness that actually then grows into understanding uh, I think is the key and how you do that is a very personal question I think that also makes diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, a bit tricky for most people, right? There's not one rule book. There's not one way. As we're sharing stories, uh, I'll share one of mine. Because we've actually got the same degree, haven't we? 
I did a degree in geology and exploration geophysics. And on that university course, there were, well, out of, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 students going through that course at the time, there were only three women. Now, I've only kept in very loose contact with one of them. Oh, I'm curious. And she went on into the oil industry. She emigrated to New Zealand and she worked for a a company called Todd Energy. And she ended up becoming the CEO of that company. And then after that role, if I've got my facts correct, the chair of of an industry association in New Zealand with 11,000 members. Okay. Well, you'll forgive me, but it was 40 years ago now. But But I'm trying to think as we talk whether or not she had those traits of always trying to understand others. And, and, while, and while she was always a, a strong person, yes, she did have the, that empathetic approach to relationships. Yes, I think you've got, got something here. Yeah, I think that's very valuable, yeah. But, but let's go back to your own story. When you saw so many other women were leaving the field, why did you stick with it? I think I always quite easily connected with the people that I, I was in a group with, regardless of whether they were men or women or one culture or it didn't really matter for me. I think I, I usually get along in a group quite easily. Um, so for me, it, it never really felt like an issue, even though, of course, you're aware of it and it, it, it changes the atmosphere if you if you have more of a diverse group of people. but. I was very much interested in the science, uh, the science behind things. So my bachelor was uh, in mathematics and physics, uh, which I really, really loved, but also really missed that applied, uh, applied aspect to it. So for me, geophysics really felt like a logical next step. So the application of physics and mathematics to the earth, and and I've always just really. Yeah, I guided my decisions based on, on interests and, and curiosity and, and yeah, wherever I go, I mean, yeah, people are different, but yeah, then, then you just learn something new and you connect with them. So I, I never personally uh, saw that as an, uh, as an issue. I think that's part of any successful career, isn't it? Whether it's in business or in the research sector, that desire to learn something new helps when it's time to adapt. I think that that really helps indeed, especially if things change quite quickly, then you just follow that and you you can just follow your gut feeling. And yeah, so far I haven't made any decisions uh, based on that that I regret. So it seems to be uh, (laughs) a good way of making decisions for me personally, at least. But we each have our own way of thinking, of taking the next step on our own journey. Yeah. Um, I think I shared a bit about my personal journey uh, about yeah, diversity, equity and inclusion. I think everybody needs to go on their own journey and for everybody that will be different. And it really depends on, on you, how much you want to put into it, uh, uh, what you do. But I think if we can all realize that we're in this together and uh, that it's that it's not easy. It doesn't always come naturally, but if we just keep being aware 
keep getting knowledge and I think most importantly keep talking about it then uh, I think we will uh, we will all manage together thank you Mona I think you're right we all need to keep talking and to keep listening that's certainly something we're trying to do here on planet beyond thank you for giving us the chance to listen to one of your stories and so until next time be safe be remarkable be the difference <laughs>